0: Welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects, and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bown of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 70. So today I have a guest for you. I'm talking to Hannah Pickson from Het Neuer Institute in Rotterdam. We're talking about deconstructing the traditional guided tour and the traditional guide and creating a completely new experience. And in this experience, guides are given free reign to design and lead the tour entirely from their own perspective. And before that, last week, I was talking about how to use body language to create engagement. I explored what body language is, why it matters, and I dived into five distinct body language areas to see what insights they might tell us. So if you haven't already, do go back and listen to episode 69. It's a great one to listen to in combination with episode 42. And that's all about how to read a group. As always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by treating me to a lovely cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you like this podcast, please do go and give us a quick five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to get the word out. So, thank you. So, let me introduce my guest this week. Hannah Pixen is the head of co-learning at Het Neuer Institute in Rotterdam. This is the National Museum for Digital Culture, Design and Architecture in the Netherlands. Hannah has a background in art history, art education and in collaborating with artists and she believes that the most valuable and unexpected things happen when museum education is content-based, visitor-focused and experiment-driven. She's the co-author of the book Create with Artists and this brings the philosophy this philosophy within the reach of anyone who's looking for a creative and artistic boost. In today's episode, Hannah talks to me about the detour experiences that she has developed in Het Neuer Institute. Now, detours are unlike any other guided tour you have been on. They are deconstructed museum tours that give guides the flexibility to present information in a way of their choosing. Each one is specially designed from the Detour Guide's own perspective, whether they're a musician, a dancer, an art teacher or a designer. So in this episode, we talk about the hiring process for their unique team, the qualities that they are looking for in a detour guide, and the unlearning that the department had to do in order to co-construct these new experiences. We explore how a detour experience works and the ways in which it differs from a traditional guided tour. And in the end, we chat about the benefits the guides and the audience get from these experiences. And Hannah shares feedback on how they have been received. So here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Hannah, and welcome to the Art Engager podcast. Yes. Hi. Nice to (laughs) be here. Thanks so much for coming on to chat to me. So perhaps you could start by explaining who you are, uh what you do and where you do it. All right.
1: So I am Hannah Pixen, and um I am the head of co-learning at het nieuwe instituut and het nieuwe instituut is placed in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Um let me see, where shall I start? I can start with what a new institute is. Yeah. Um, because it's a bit of a weird name. Uh, we are actually uh, the museum, the national museum for um, digital culture, design and architecture in the Netherlands. And, um, it's a really fun place to work at. I've been working here for five years now, and it's a place where everything is questioned and that also, um, allows a lot to be possible so you can just experiment along and um yeah it's it's so I've been I've been able to do quite a lot of cool things here um and I also I said I'm the head of co-learning and that's actually a new thing that we were we've decided on that we were the education department and it was not feeling well for us because It felt like we were sending information when you listen to the the name education. It felt quite formal and traditional and we're more and more trying to work together with our participants and to co-create. So, We've been thinking like, what should we do with this name? And so we recently decided, let's call it co-learning because we think learning goes both ways. Um, so that's a new thing. So I am the head of that, uh, that team, which is quite
0: nice. I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, um, I always think about education as something that happens to you, whereas learning is something you do together. So being the head oh, of co-learning lovely. is, uh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, welcome to the show. What I really wanted to talk to you about was uh, the detour experiences that you've, you've created at, at Newer Institute. So, perhaps uh, you could start by telling me a little bit about what they are.
1: Yeah, sure. So, when I started working at new Institute, um, we used to work with uh, regular tour guides. And we used to script their tours for them, like... Like most museums do. So, we used to write out uh, a tour and they would have to tell certain things at certain places and do certain workshops with them. And um, it didn't feel like it was the best fit for a new institute because a new institute is all about learning, um, that you are a designer of the future and that that we're designing the future together. And this felt for me, maybe too traditional, too passive and, um, so I was thinking a lot about that and then together with a team we came up with a new plan um that we would start all the way from scratch and would only hire people who are designers makers artists themselves and that we wouldn't anymore script their tours but it would be totally up to them how they give a detour because we decided this shouldn't be called tour guides anymore because we're really doing something different. So um they became the detour guides. So the idea of the detour guides is that this is a group of people who all have their own expertise. Uh, for example, we have um, well designers, obviously, like a graphic designer or an interaction designer, but also an artist and a dancer. Um, and they are all giving detours from their own perspective. And we make sure that they have all the information they need about the exhibitions and we give them all the training they need. And then they can do whatever they want with it. And the Mm. only thing we ask of them is, of course, a certain quality, but we choose good people and they are fantastic. So that's okay. But also, um, we always like it when there's um, not only talking, but also a lot of making and interaction and participation.
0: Yeah, so I was... um, watching a film about um one of the uh, detour guides in action and it seems like that yes it's very interactive it's very participative so how do you choose your guides what training do they have you've already shared a few examples of the type of people who become detour guides but yeah Mm -hmm. who are they and what sort of training do you give them
1: yeah, so how we choose them, um, we thought we really need to rethink the entire process. Um, and so we started by, we, we so we're based in Rotterdam. So we started by uh, approaching all kinds of interesting partners in Rotterdam. Like, will you help us, like, find these people? Because they're out there somewhere, we don't know where. And we tried to stay as far away from traditional, um, um, how do you call it in English? Um, Like, um, no, I meant uh, soliciter, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, like, formal
0: interviews.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also the whole process. So, we we made, um, like, question uh, lists with questions that they had to fill in with questions like, um, what are your three favorite things? And if you wouldn't be human, then what would you be? And by using those kind of questions, we, quite quickly found out who would be a match and who maybe wouldn't um and and who there were so many people who totally surprised us with their answers and then we had audition days where like i don't know 50 people would come and um they would audition in groups because that way we could really see them how how they would stand in front of a group how would you speak in front of a group and um those were my favorite days ever they that was so much fun
0: did you have um um, sorry to interrupt did you have um qualities that you were looking for in the guides did you have certain things that you thought would make a detour guide or were you just looking for a general feeling from someone of creativity or something
1: yeah that's a good question um we actually had like a list of things that we wanted to look out for that's also what we had described in in the text that we what we were looking for um so one of the most important things is that we were looking for people who would be themselves and that way would make other people feel like they could be themselves too and that was one really important uh quality or is one a uh, really important quality um but also uh, i think it's very important to be flexible because there are always always things going to happen that you don't expect um to love and embrace experiment um to um be able to make like lean connections between uh, disciplines and uh, subjects and um, people uh, to be a connector well a lot of things but those are a few that, that yeah. we found very important yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and to be a guide, generally, there are there are so many different hats that you wear, but being able to connect with people and the collections that are around you is yeah. one of the the main things. And I would I would imagine with this kind of experience, it's even more important that they're able to create those really quick connections with people so that they yeah. can carry out some of these activities that they want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um and that that, um, that also, because we didn't really look for a traditional um, tour guide, we also, in, like, we didn't expect this to, but somehow we ended up with a lot of people who had never given a tour before. And so that really surprised us. And that made sure that we were working with people who also could redefine what a tour could be. And, but also um, asked a lot from us that we needed to give them a certain skill set that they weren't used to um, have already. So they didn't have to, Didn't maybe someone had been a chef until then or maybe someone had been um like a full-time artist or uh something else so we really needed to help them along also like what what is it that we are doing here but also they could help us shape this new profession we were trying to figure out um because they they didn't have this reference yet yet so that was actually quite nice
0: yeah so that you didn't have to do that unlearning that sometimes has to happen no for people to be able to see things from a different perspective or to, to give a tour in a different way or to run a program in, in, in a way that's more suitable to your organization. So, no. yeah, that sounds perfect. I think most of the unlearning that took
1: place is what we had to do ourselves or what our organization had to do. And I think that's something we're still working on. So there's quite often that I get a question like, but what about the content? Isn't it too much about making and interaction and not about like heavy, um, deep conversations? And uh, I never ever worry about that because all these detour guides they choose a new institute because we are very content driven and they are very happy to work with our content. Um, and I also, yeah, it's such a traditional way of looking at um, what a tour should be.
0: Yeah, and and it's something that comes up for me time and time again. And um, when I'm doing trainings with people as well, yeah. people who are worried about. What to do with the information they've learned or the the contextual information or the content, as you say, and where will I share it and how will I share it? As though this kind of way of working is perhaps not sharing any content, which is not the case, is it? You are still sharing content, but it's a very different way of being able to share that through people's curiosity and people's questions.
1: Exactly, and that is, you know, if you're a good tour guide, then you know what kind of needs your uh, your group has, or your participant have. So then if they have a need for a certain type of content, then of course you will give that to them. But I always believe that it works the best when it's in a conversation and when it's on demand, then that you would just flush it over them. Of course, that (laughs) that doesn't stick then.
0: (laughs) No, exactly. That's the worst way of uh, sharing any type of information, (laughs) as as we know. Yeah. Um, So tell me, I'm really curious to hear, how an experience would unfold um so how would you describe i know they're all different mm-hmm. and planned by the detour guys but if you were to explain one for our listeners how would you explain it yeah
1: let me see i'm trying to remember one that i can really go through step by step um well maybe uh, boss is a nice example um he yeah, actually isn't a detour guide anymore but he was one of our first D2 guides and he was a dancer and a philosopher or still is but not a d2 guide anymore and what I really loved about it, what he did was he would build up um, somehow he would build up the need for movement in his D2 guide so he would know all about the exhibition and um he could tell you all about the exhibition but then he would for example use certain words and think about what kind of movements would fit with these words and then in the end step by step but in the end everybody was dancing and they had made their own choreography and i've been with Detours from bus and then I, you know, there were, there was this group and there was like an old architect and I thought, oh, no way that he is going to dance. And there was another woman who just only want to. You know, sometimes there's this <laughs> this person in your group that only that she actually wants to talk <laughs> you know the kind of person I mean yeah um but in the end he had a way because he, he built it up so I don't know gracefully and because it is all it is such a perfect match with who he is so you you see he's a dancer from from like miles away um so he just had built it up so well that in the end they were all dancing to their own choreography and you know it's just moving it's really moving me to see that you know you're never too old to play and to uh surprise yourself i think yeah absolutely i loved also how it was always based on the exposition of exhibition it was never um about the dancing itself it was always uh, an interaction between the dancing and the the theme of the expo and of course uh then there was always a bit of philosophy somewhere in between
0: amazing what a combination a dancer and a philosopher and uh, it's, it's
1: fantastic yeah
0: and it's no mean feat is it um i was talking about this today i was talking about creating tableau vivants in front of paintings and things and how mm-hmm. you have to be able to understand your audience and while some people might find that super exciting and fun and enjoyable other people might find that a little bit scary or not be ready to do that so for Buzz to be able to ensure that the whole of his group were ready to dance by the end of his experience he must have had a real way with connecting with people
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah I'm still a fan of him I hope yeah one day comes back
0: (laughs) brilliant yeah so could you share some of the benefits of you know maybe for the guides for the participants have you had any feedback from your audience about any of these experiences
1: yes yeah the audience often says that they are um that they didn't expect this to happen and that they are very pleased that it did and uh for example teachers say that they um that their their pupils or their their students are more involved uh in the tour um so that's really nice. That was what we were hoping for. Um, and that the the subject matters that they, I don't know, come to life, that they're um, yeah, not as static and as distant. Um, yeah. And for the detour guides, yeah, I don't know. It's such a nice group of people and they're so happy doing this and I'm so happy with them. So it's like one big um Love party. <laughs> um but yeah, so they um they yeah, they're really enjoying it. And they're often people who are art are an artist or a designer and who want to spend their time doing that but also feel the need to connect with people and they don't want to sit in their studio only working on their things they are working on that, that moment. So um and they are so happy that we we really make it like tailor fit. So um they can really make it make their detours in a way that it really fits them but it's not only the detours it's also the the detour guides are like growing within the organization and they are when they see a chance they often approach me and say i saw this is happening maybe this would be a cool idea and most of the time i can say yes let's go for it and then before you know it i don't know they are um making their own uh, installation within a, an exposition or they are um, hosting a, an evening or something else. So so it's, it's very fulfilling for them, I think, because yeah. they can really use their talents.
0: Yeah, and, and it gives uh, them, and,
1: uh,
0: I think, endless outlets for their creativity as well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. of course,
1: I am only like cheering from the side when something like that happens. I'm so happy to see them like flourishing more and more within the organization
0: oh wonderful oh well thank you so much for coming on to talk about the detour experiences and all your fabulous detour guides um i'd love to come and have an experience myself so uh let's see if we can arrange that as well every Um, thursday night at seven you can join a free detour oh amazing so um yeah thank you so much how can listeners find out more about you or the newer institute or reach out to you yeah, so if you go to hetnieuweinstituut.nl, nieuwe uh,
1: then you can uh, read all about it. Um, just look for detour guides or omleidingen in, uh, in Dutch and then uh, you will see something about it. And of course, also our Instagram often highlights one of the detour guides or one of the upcoming detours.
0: Yeah. And I'll I'll include a link to the Museum Next article, which is in English, yeah. which also has good a video bomb. of some of the guides at work as well, so that um, people can look at that as well if they want to. Good idea. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks so much for chatting with me, Hannah. Um, sure. Have a good weekend and we'll speak soon. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So many thanks to Hannah for being on the podcast today. Hope you enjoyed our chat. You can go to the show notes to find out more about Hannah's work and Het Noy Institute's work and the fabulous work of the Detour Guides. And before you go, don't forget to join our Facebook community, especially for the podcast. It's called The Slow Looking Club. This community makes slow-looking a regular practice in your life. We have weekly themes and monthly get-togethers. I've put a link in the show notes so that you can come and join us. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.